0: Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining me on What You Talking About. I'm your host, Wayne Lacey. This is the podcast where people can sit, chat with me, get uncomfortable a little bit. Today's episode is my origin story. It'll take you through where I came from and how I've got to where I am today. Uh, There's some interesting insight as to why I am the way that I am and and act the way that I do and, and some of the things that help create my core fundamental and beliefs so sit back relax and enjoy the show once again thanks for joining us on what you're talking about today my guest host is cam ridley he's the uh the guest of my second episode which actually ironically released before this one yeah because i'm special that's right. He, he is <laughs> special beyond words. Yes. So, um, Cam, I just want to give you a little bit of insight on what my thoughts were when I put this thing together, and um, you've obviously been on the show, so you know how it works a little bit. And you know, we can have a little bit of back and forth where you play me, uh, ask me some questions, try and dig into some of the things that I say, make me feel a little uncomfortable. All right. Hey, if I'm playing you, you got to let me hold your
1: wallet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let me just feel like Wayne.
0: I don't know if your back can handle it. You know, you get a little lopsided. Hey, I'm in the gym, baby. I'm in the gym. I can hold it. (laughs) So just to put it out there, I wanted to create a platform for people that I know who have some pretty awesome stories, uh, have some backgrounds that uh, other people may be able to draw experiences off of, some inspiration off of. Um, and, you know, you got the big podcasts out there, like the Joe Rogans, where people come out and they get to tell their story about how they were in the Marine Corps and did this, or they had addictions and had that, and, and were able to, you know, grow into whatever they became as, um, and I wanted this to be a similar platform for people, um, but the common people, people that aren't famous, people that, you know, we have things that, as everyday people that we, you know, we think that we're alone, we're isolated. So hopefully this will get out to enough people at some point and become an inspiration for someone to overcome, you know, a challenge they may be facing uh, in their life. So, <clears throat> All right. Wayne,
1: are you ready? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Wayne Lacy. Yes, sir. Tell me and the people out listening, Where are
0: you from? Where did you grow up? Okay, so originally I was born in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, Grew up in a town called Comstock High School, which Comstock is a town very similar to DeWitt from where I grew up. It isn't today, Um, but when I was going through, we were the same size. As a matter of fact, my sophomore year, had we won our state semifinal game in baseball, we would have played DeWitt for the state title. Oh, that would have been awesome. That would have been kind of a cool full circle. Ironic. Ironic. Thing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, but I grew up in a blue-collar family. Comstock was a blue-collar town. We had a big GM plant, uh, and we had, I don't know, four or five different paper mills. So, a lot of blue-collar um, labor, um, union labor type work that okay. was going on. My dad was a, a paper mill, paper tender who, you know, worked for the union for 30 years before they were shutting down, and... Um, so, you know, you go back to that town now, and it's it's nothing like it used to be. Uh, the high school is about a third of the size as it was when I was there. Oh, um, man. Yeah. They've consolidated all the elementary schools into one school. We had five when I was going through, and now there's one. Five? Five. Now
1: we're down to one. Yeah.
0: And hmm. then, um, yeah, so the high schools identical to the way that it was when I graduated. They haven't made any upgrades, any improvements. It's exactly the yeah. same. So that same little pothole. Uh, yeah, it, that's park right. Park. So yeah. you said um,
1: you played baseball. Mm-hmm. Was there any other sport you played?
0: Yeah, I I uh, played football, and I wrestled for two years. So I was on the team. I didn't okay. really do very well it, there. With the wrestling part yeah. or the yeah. football part? Football, I was okay. I was more smart than I was good. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding, just kidding. So how was your grades? I was a decent student. Um, C, B? Yeah, I'd say B's. I was I was more of a B student. Um, I put in the work, uh, didn't have a lot of aspirations to go to college. Okay. Um, ironically, I wanted to be, uh, ironically, it'll come full circle, but I wanted to get into law enforcement uh, <laughs> when I was in high school. I was taking law enforcement classes. I was actually pretty pretty staunch i remember going to some bmx BMX race but like when i was a kid my family did bmx and we were down south and we were me and one of the um families that we were with had a kid my age and we're on the tire swing and and a police officer just come up walk to talk to us and we were just talking and and i'm like nine she's like what do you guys want to do when you grow up and i said i want to be a police officer I, i felt like i knew it from from day one from day one i wanted to be a cop and um I don't know really where it changed, but at some point, from the time I was eighteen to the time I was twenty, I just decided it wasn't for me. Okay, well,
1: so, well let's do this. Let's yeah. talk about between eighteen and
0: twenty. Okay, what what changed? Well, um, I actually I, I, I coached uh, my girlfriend at the time's younger brother in football. Okay, as an assistant, like um, one of her family friends was the coach. Family, friends, fathers, and I just say, hey, can I help? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So I just assisted him that season um, with no real experience, and I really it really changed my life. Okay, um, explain. I really enjoyed the educational concept of coaching these kids, um, being a part of their growth. Um, I really just I just like I felt very comfortable there. Uh, And then the next season, the family friend, uh, his kid went up to the next level, next age group. Okay. And so I I took the team by myself the next year and coached it by myself. I'm 19 with 10 games, eight games under my belt. So, uh, and, and we had a really good season. Yeah, you took the question right out of my mouth. I house. mean, I we, was going
1: to say, what was the outcome? Like
0: your record? I yeah. know some of you will never forget. So, oh, what was four, the record? Four and two. We gave up four touchdowns all year. Only four. <laughs> Only four. Two wow. and th- two in each game that we lost. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It that's, was. That's
1: a great accomplishment, though.
0: It was awesome. Um, and you know, um, I knew that it was my calling, but I didn't know how. Okay. I, I, I didn't know what. The next step was, okay? So, during that time frame, uh, I had some issues with my parents and just some teenage angst, if you will, and I, um, I ended up moving in with a buddy of mine for a little bit, and he says to me, he goes, hey, you want to go to Mount Pleasant? Randy Moss is going to be in town. I had, And this is like 97. Marshall. Yeah. I had no idea who Randy Moss was. I mean, this is pre-ASPN where No, every th- no
1: one did. Yeah.
0: I mean. Well, how did he know? He's kind of a freak. He, okay. okay. <laughs> he just he just reads. He was I mean he would get the street was it street and strip or whatever the football magazine every week. And, uh, and, uh,
1: put the put the unknowns in there. Yeah. Make you, make you known.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Correct. And so I said, I sure. And we had a friend that she she was going to CMU at the time. So we go up and we is the worst weather, ever. Right. It was nasty. It was. Probably forty degrees, and it was raining sleet sideways. And he torched the Chippewas for ah, like two ten and three touchdowns. Wow! And I don't think he caught one downfield. I think they were all screens. Now that's probably not accurate, but it felt like it. He was taking screen screen passes and to taking him the to the house to the house to yeah. the house. So, um, but growing up at, in Kalamazoo, going to a Western game, going to a Central game, same environment, same thing. It just felt different to me though, and and mind you at the time there was probably only like 15,000 people there. So it was half empty. Right. But it just felt different. Like I really, I really enjoyed the atmosphere. Just, it was really just different and it wasn't even a great atmosphere. You know, it wasn't homecoming or anything. It was just this crappy game in November. And um, afterwards we stayed the night with, with her at her apartment with all of her friends and stuff, but we went out and went to parties that night. And again, Going to Western, being at Western, I had all this experience. But there, it, it was just different. So you attended Central? Yeah. yep. Yeah. So what I did, I came home from that experience. I uh, went right to the community college the next day where I was already taking classes. And uh, got my application for transfer. Instantly? Instantly. I filled out all the paperwork. I was accepted by February. Oh, wow. Of 98. And I ended up transferring up there and started in the fall of 98. Okay, what was your major? Uh, education. So I have an education degree, physical education, and I have a double minor in health, school of health education, and substance abuse education.
1: Substance abuse? Yes.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so one of the things <laughs> that uh, really drove me to, to, I guess one of the things that really made it an uncomfortable position for me in Kalamazoo, um, I didn't fit in to the Western environment. For whatever reason, um, me and my friends would go to these parties and we didn't go to Western. And so I felt like we were, you know, treated like outsiders outcasts. Yeah. Outcasts. And mm-hmm. you know, once we felt that we embraced it and once you embrace it,
1: usually you embrace it and trouble
0: comes along. Yes. Yes. With, uh,
1: embracing being an outcast. Cause now you feel like you have something to prove. That's what did you prove? If you don't mind me
0: asking, I proved that I needed to leave. But what I, I think the question you <laughs> might be asking is, what did we do? Correct. Um, there were some some fisticuffs here and there. Some, okay. Uh, some outward, really jackassery. I mean, we weren't very nice to people, um, you know. And I actually, right before that trip to Mount Pleasant, kind of said to myself, I need. Like this isn't it? I I've got to go somewhere. I can't be here anymore. Because if I if I stay here, something bad's gonna happen, and it's gonna change my life. Um, okay, I'm digging in.
1: Yeah, did something bad happen? And if so, what was
0: it? In Kalamazoo, no, no. So so in Mount Pleasant, yeah. Elaborate. Please. All right, so. Even though I moved, removed myself from the situation doing what I thought was right, I still had some negative influences in my life from, from back home. And, um, during my junior year, I, you know, I was given an opportunity to parlay some money that I had saved into a business. Now that business was less than desirable and it was somewhat illegal. Um,
1: can I know what the business is? Yeah,
0: I can share that. I I got caught. I I got into selling marijuana illegally, illegally. Yeah. Because, you know, now you can do your thing. So illegally selling marijuana. Mm -hmm. What was the
1: consequences?
0: Well, so I got through most of the year and then I ended up getting myself into some trouble. Um, probably not. I wasn't really necessarily doing things to get myself caught, but I was rolling with people that were, and it kind of, it came back and got me. And, um, explain that what it came back and got me. Well, I mean, I I don't know. I've never been in trouble. Absolutely. I find that hard to believe it. I I'm just kidding. Hey, hey, (laughs) Hey. mama mama wasn't no joke. (laughs) Hey, so explain. Yeah. So, you know, when you're doing things that aren't, You're not supposed to be doing the chances are the people you're doing with aren't the most honest people. Correct. Okay. Uh, A hard lesson I learned. Um, I got caught up in um, someone else's sting operation Mm. um, that they were, they got themselves out of trouble with me. And they're actually the person that I was actually getting. Yeah. He was supplying me. It's weird. So he put it on you. Yeah. Put it on me. But that doesn't mean I wasn't guilty of... No, no, no. Yeah. no.
1: We're not saying that. Yeah. So that's that honesty part of who you're right. associated with. Yeah, absolutely. So therefore, what were the consequences after he put it on you? What What took place?
0: So I ended up going through the court system, and I got convicted of a felony, Um, which was a tough, tough go. Um, As a parent, I can't imagine that finding out one of your... Uh, mm-hmm. kids' teachers as a convicted felon would be too terribly exciting for you. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, when I went through this, there was a lot of... How old were you when? I was 20... So it was 2001. You had already graduated? Not yet. I wasn't out of school yet. So still in school. Still in school. So okay. I, I had choices to make. Um. So I was 20... Five. Were you? Yeah, I was born you, in born you, in seventy six. So, still in school. Yeah, I, I had a late start. I yep. had a late start. That's what you call it. Yeah. All right. It's fun though. No,
1: it is. <laughs> I, I bet. I bet. So, explain more yep. of what were the consequences? What? Uh, you said a felony. Yep. Years of probation. Did you do any jail time? Was it any? I mean, did yep. you have to share some biscuits with somebody? Oh know. <laughs> talk
0: to me. Well, so you know, when I go when I when I reflect on that time, I, I think of um, the people that were there and they got me through it. So, you know, first and foremost, my parents were there for me, and they need. I mean, obviously, they're my parents, so they should be, but they didn't have to be. Correct. Um, my family was there. My brothers and sister were there for me, um, and then of course. Uh, At the time, my girlfriend, who was now my wife, stood by me, which she really had no business standing by me. I was such an ass. But I ended up going to jail for 75 days. Uh, I was lucky enough to be granted what's called work release. That's almost three months, bro. Yeah. Wow. And and I was able to go to school, so they let me out for school. Um, So I kind of leveraged that as like. Okay, I'm going to cut you off. So I'm.
1: Never been in trouble, so yeah. I'm, I'm trying to picture this myself. Mm-hmm. So work release, and you said go to school. So did you? You got out at certain times. Somebody had to pick you up, or I mean, how did this work? How did it work?
0: Yeah. So I was released in the morning, and I didn't have a driver's license because they took that from me, of course. And so I had to get a ride again. My, my girlfriend would pick me up in the morning. Yeah, and Which take, is your wife now. Which is my wife now. And she dropped me off at the at one of the school buildings, wherever my first class was for the day. And then I just basically needed to mind my P's and Q's for mm-hmm. the entire time I was out. And I did. Um, so you pretty much just slept in jail. Yeah. Well, so, or, weekends. Or, or
1: weekends you were Week- in there and yeah. there because there wasn't no school.
0: Right. right weekends, too. Yeah. Okay. So the, one of the, you know, big um, lessons learned there is, you know, when I went in and I was sitting with the jail administrator who um, he's the one that manages like work release and stuff. He's the administrator. I mean, that's what he does. He admins. And uh, he said to me, he goes, listen, he gave me, he gave me my schedule. He goes, here's when I'll let you in and, you know, let you out. And he goes, I'm giving you a rope. Mm-hmm. And you're in a hole. You're in the biggest hole you've ever been in your life, and you have a choice. So here's your rope, and you can either pull yourself out. You can hang yourself with or you, it. Or you can hang yourself with mm-hmm. it. knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, as simple and as maybe even as common as that phrase is used, it was ex- to me at the time, it was extremely profound.
1: Oh, it, I mean, if you don't take it serious, uh, it is very profound.
0: Right. So, and um so i honestly that stuck with me obviously to this day it's correct been, gosh it's been 20 years you know since that conversation 21 21 um yeah and so you know i did my thing and got out uh, but it wasn't over there right i mean you got to think about somebody who just spent thousands of dollars on an education mm-hmm. 4 years of his life studying and and driving towards a goal that is now completely out of grasp. I mean, there's just no way for me to be even apply with a straight face Correct. to teach at, you know, seven months out of college and 10 months out of jail or whatever it was, right? Yeah. Got off probation early. I mean, I did everything, the things I needed to do. I I, got, I took it serious. I'm glad. So... So the next step for me was to um, start life, right? And so we both graduated college, my wife and I, still girlfriend at the time. Who, again, I still, still by your side, by my side, still like, by your side. Y- you know, people talk about ride or dies, and if you've ever met my wife, uh, she wouldn't come off as one, right? I mean, she's mm-hmm. really pulled, laid back, but uh, she, she really. She really takes, you know, um me very serious. Like she's um I know this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> you, you I do. know this. Yeah. She takes S- you very seriously. So yeah. uh, you know, she always had my back, always That's that's all you can ask for. I know. That's all you can ask for. And it's it's yeah, okay. Yeah. So you know, But I'm looking at her, and I'm going, okay, this, this woman has me on a pedestal. She expects me to be the man that every woman... Wayne, she didn't expect you. She knew it.
1: So this this is the difference that you said expect. No, she knew it. If she didn't know it or didn't
0: feel it, she wouldn't have been there. Right. That's it, easy to say now. And you're, you're right. You're it's, right. It's,
1: it's, it's not easy to say now. It's... <laughs> She's here now. Like, she's right. still with
0: you. That's your wife. That's fair. So that's that's that was... the way to look at it. So let me rephrase that then. Um, that is the reality. But my reality at the time was because of what I was going through, um, I felt like I was a huge disappointment to her life. Like, I am going to not be able to provide for this woman and, and our family. Mm-hmm. And I act like it. I mean, I, I, I didn't do anything overt. I didn't, you know, there's nothing really that stupid. I just didn't treat her well, you know? Okay. Um, and you know, we went through our ups and downs and, but she had me, she had my back the entire time and just kept telling me to uh, let's fast forward. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Because I mean, I'm, I'm ahead of the game. Yeah.
1: Patricia is awesome. Right. Okay. So what changed in you? What finally set in and made you realize, first off, I have a great partner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Second is, what actually made you change? What clicked?
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, so just getting up every day and, and – Time is your best friend and your worst enemy, right? Your worst enemy in life because you're gonna get old and die one day. But it's your best friend because when you have when you have things that you have to overcome, they uh, the time, you know, really starts to erase some of that stuff. So what changed my life? I got a job opportunity that I didn't expect. Uh, where was that? It was a company called Ameriquest Mortgage. Okay, and I was selling cars, and this woman comes I see, in.
1: I see you as a car. Seller. Oh, stop. go ahead, go yeah. ahead, go, go go. I hated go. it. My bad.
0: So <laughs> I, I sold a, a Toyota Corolla, and like not even a nice one. It was like the the roll up windows, entry level Toyota Corolla to this A&B. woman. A and B. We call that an A and B vehicle. A and B. A and B.
1: It gets you from A&B. A to B. Ain't no bells and whistles. None. A and B.
0: And we're sitting there and I'm writing her up and she says, you'd be really good at what I do. And I, and I asked her, I said, well, what do you do? And she says, and she told me, "She's I'm in the mortgage business and I write loans. And she's like, I'm not really good at it, but, but you would be. And I was like, okay. She's like, here, call me tomorrow. And so I called her the next day and she got me on the phone with her boss. And I don't know if Vito's going to listen to this, but he's still a good friend of mine today. Okay. And he pushed me off for two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. And I said, did he check your background? We'll get to that. Oh, my bad. That's all right. I'm excited. Two weeks. He he was like, call me tomorrow, call me tomorrow. And finally I said, I called him. He's like, I'll be back Monday. He went, he went to the Super Bowl for work. He went to a, Mm. and so I'm like, all right, listen, I called him when he got back. I said, listen, I'm not going to stop calling you until you at least talk to me. So when can I come in? And so I interviewed with him, and, and I told him everything. He goes, ah, I'm not worried about it. I like you. Mm. He goes, I like you. You're going to kill it here. Um, I'll worry about that. And that was all it took. And once I realized, that's where it changed for me. Because before that, I always thought, there's this black cloud over your head. You would think. You would and think. then I realized that if you have talent, and you're honest, and and you push and you step outside your comfort zone and I mean it was uncomfortable to talk about that still is today So I can I can see it on your yeah, face yeah. right now y'all can't see his face I can see his face <laughs> <laughs> and um once I was able to overcome that hurdle for the first time because when I sold cars they didn't ask they didn't ask I just they just like oh you can sell cars I don't know I'm gonna try and they're like okay yep that's and, the car business and so. So that was the first real job that I had to overcome that. And once I did, I'm like, well, shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, there is an opportunity for me out here. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, fast forward a couple of years, uh, I'm still struggling a little bit because my passion still is to be with, be around kids and, and help them grow and teach and things like that. But I knew that it wasn't something I wanted to do full time because I really enjoy doing what I do. I love what I do. I wouldn't, I can't see myself doing anything else. Do you see it as work? Me? Absolutely not. Okay. I mean, this is this is the job that I was meant to do. Mm-hmm. and found, um, found your niche. Yeah. And um, so I ended up applying to coach baseball at a local high school. And I went into the interview, and I sat down I said, you know what, I really don't even want the job. I really don't. I just – but I'll volunteer. Like, if you want me to, if I'm the best candidate, then – by all means, I'll take it. I'd love it. Correct. But if you have somebody, if like I'm 1A and someone else is 1B, give it to them and then I'll assist. I don't need the money. I don't want the money. I just want to be around the kids. You wanted to coach. Yep. And they just looked at me and said, okay, you're our guy. Yep. (laughs) And and again, was honest with them, Mm -hmm. you know, right away. Um, I even answered you know the questions on that which they they go you answered yes to the felony question is that correct i said yeah and owned it yep. you owned it and and they were like what's mcl 3401b <laughs> i was like you can look it up right <laughs> i was like right. you can look that up or whatever i, I can't remember I had my 314017b or something i don't remember but anyway i i had the the mcl on there for i knew it for the longest time but so I ended up coaching there for uh, – I ended up coaching there for nine years. Uh, local. locally, I, I'm not going to say just because I don't – you know, if a parent – Okay. You know, deal. Know, I don't – Done deal. But, but, yeah, I coached there for nine years. Um, I've never felt more welcomed than I did there as far as, like, an outsider. Um, okay. It was, it was, they they – every year, man, Coach Lacey, hey, it's good to see you, Coach Lacey. I'd go to football games and parents would pull me aside and, you know – past kids that I coached and they're mm-hmm. like, oh man, you know, Jack's doing great. He's at this school or whatever, whatever. And just really impacted lives there. So, you know, uh, part, I used part of that experience to, I'm, I have since said it expunged. So it's no longer on my record. Of course. Um, okay. which is an awful, off- an awesome thing that exists for people that, that truly only make a mistake. Correct. And, um, or get blamed or get blamed. No, Hey, nope. I, I didn't
1: get blamed. I, well, the, the reason I'm saying blamed is because you stated that, pinpointed it on you. So that's the only reason I'm using that term. That's fair. You still made a mistake, but you also got blamed as well. Instead of the person, right? Whoever it is, not owning it themselves.
0: Right. And honestly, that is. I'm gonna back up to when I was a kid for a minute. When I was 16, 18 years old, I didn't hang out at Comstock. I hung out in Kalamazoo. And I rolled in some neighborhoods that... That I wouldn't roll in? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. I mean, it was... I mean, one New Year's Eve, I had a gun pulled on me mm. for being white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was it. And what you're doing here? Yeah. What you doing here? What am I doing here? Yeah. Um, you undercover. <laughs> so, you undercover. I, right. You undercover. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it created an environment, or it, it would have did though. I mean, it, it taught me uh, integrity. I mean, uh, you know, when you think about an environment like that, integrity is not the first word that pops into people's minds, right? Correct. Criminal. I'm trying know, to see where you're going with it because it, it didn't pop in my mind. No, absolutely not. Be, because don't no, stitch, don't snitch, right? Snitches, of course, snitches get stitches, right? All day. That is another way of saying have some fucking integrity. Correct. Okay, you 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 did your thing. Like I did what I did. Yep. Um and you know, thinking back to the, the that specific lesson and others too about, you know, that time in my life, I did what I did. And I didn't I, I it's I gotta pay the piper. I had no idea what that looked like. Um found out quickly. Oh boy, oh boy. You found out quick. Yeah. Yeah. And so once I, you know, and, and so when it came down to it, you know, that is what led me to, you know, the fact that I got into the situations that I am today. And the fact of the matter is, is that first and foremost, my parents both passed away. Uh, My dad passed away in 2012 and my mom passed away in 2019. And my dad got to see me become a father. That was pretty big. That's awesome. But uh, the level of success that my life has achieved was just starting mm-hmm. at that point. And um, he'd be really proud of not just the man I became. Um, but, but the father. But the father that you are. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: say this too, let you get a control of yourself. He's still proud of you. Oh, for sure. Like, like seriously, it you. What I'm getting is, you're so prideful right now. That's amazing. Like that's, that's something people should strive for. You know what I mean? Your whole like what I'm just from here. What I'm this this energy right now is. You wanted to make your father, your parents, proud of you after your little hiccup. Your little hiccup and right. you said dad. Dad was able to see that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dad was able to see that.
0: Yeah. And the the thing that just really uh you know that I guess that I just hang my hat on is the the things that I've been able to accomplish in spite of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm cynical to people, probably unfairly cynical to people that give me excuses as to why they can't accomplish something. Because if I can achieve what I've achieved in my life and I'm not, I'm not the mayor, right? My achievements are all pretty much personal. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And there are people better than me at my job, and there's people that are better fathers than I am, and there's people that are nicer than I am or have better attitudes or whatever. Like, I mean, there's better people in this world than me. But I think I'm okay, and if I can... I'm glad you think <laughs> that. <laughs> I, I just, when I sit back and think about what I had to do to get where I'm at today, I mean, there's no... There's no excuse that somebody can't overcome it. I mean, th- there's going to be a guy that I'm interviewing, you know, for this show coming up that he shared a post. The reason I'm going to interview him is because the post he shared on Facebook not too long ago where he, you know, it was his mugshot. And then I know what he's accomplished since, mm-hmm. you know, he's got a restaurant, you know, and mm-hmm. he's ran a couple of different successful businesses. And I'm just like, you know, what in the world? Mm-hmm. You know I mean? We, when, when you have, when you have things like that come up in your life, it's not about it's not about the suck. It's about how you overcome the suck. Yes. And and and, and you build off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, and, and those are lessons that I hope have come through in my coaching. Um in some of the things that I've been able, you know, to participate in. Uh, When we get in a position where, you know, we're down. I mean, I, obviously you, you coached with me for three years. Mm -hmm. Um, And my expectations were always that we were going to win. Nothing less, nothing less. And it didn't matter because I knew no matter the obstacle, like people are able to overcome it. And I, well, you're living testament, living proof of that, right? And and that's where I drew a lot of that. And you, uh, I, I'm
1: coaching with you for three years. You brought it up. You every time a player would say, "I can't," you would get infuriated. Yeah, because that word doesn't exist now. Right now, everything is making sense to me because you never elaborated on. Why you got so upset when a, a kid, a youth, mm-hmm. a kid would say, I can't do that. How dare you say that? Right. Like your face would get red and you would, <laughs> you, would, you would you would cut into him. Like seriously, you would cut into him. Right. Like, damn, why are you so harsh on him? Never knew until right now at this moment. It's pride. And I can't doesn't exist in your world. And it shouldn't exist in no one else's world but you never stated that you catch what i'm saying yeah yeah but and now i understand okay well good i'm no no seriously <laughs> no, like I... i'm i'm so like drawn in right now like, oh. okay i'm I, i'm knowing wayne lacy <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that's a dream of mine to walk into a restaurant or a location and have hear someone whisper is that wayne lacy
1: over there that's wayne lacy that's
0: wayne lacy yeah. so if you're listening and you ever see me you, Say to somebody hey, just so do, I can... Just do that for him. him. Just it's do that a, for him one on. time. Hey,
1: that's Wayne Lacey. Is that, that's how i approach
0: him every day now.
1: Is that Wayne Lacey over there? Yeah, I think that's Wayne Lacey.
0: So, yeah. but, but, I mean, you know, it, I believe that you're right. I can't doesn't really exist in my Mm-mm. vocabulary. But I'm also humble enough to know that in order to overcome... In order to overcome your can't, you have to have the foundation underneath you to support that mentality. Hmm. And if you aren't, and and that's where uh, my mother and my father both really helped me overcome the stuff in my life because they taught me that from a young age. Like, I raced BMX. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my older brother raised raced BMX, so I got into it naturally. Um, and from the time I was, like, 7 to, like, 10, I was a bad motherfucker. Okay. I was number 8 in the nation at okay. one point in my life. I need proof. Uh, there's a picture somewhere, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, uh, you, I'll you got, have to find the, it. The
1: thing is, is I know you, so... Uh, it's gonna be two days from now. Cam okay, look at this. You're gonna text me. <laughs> now nah, say I wasn't. Now nah, say I, I already feel that coming. Yeah. So but, but that word foundation,
0: you left a person out. Oh no, I I I agree. No, my wife for sure. Yes. No. You left
1: the word you left you left a person out.
0: Right. Uh I understand we're talking youth wise. Right. Yes, absolutely. Well, I mean, but part of that. The reason that she's there, from like from my perspective, the reason I chose her, if you will, um, is because of the lessons that like I learned. I mean, I watched my parents. My parents were married for fifty years. Wow. I mean, that's not something that our generation really is doing. No, right? Correct. I mean, and trust me when I tell you, I, I, you know, it was it was not something that was done easily for my parents. Like they had their moments mm-hmm. they had their, their interpersonal issues that they dealt with that we all deal with. Mm-hmm. I remember two specific financial issues that they went through as a kid growing up and probably my fault to it in the sense that like they wanted me to have my stuff and my brothers to have, and my sister to have the stuff that we needed and wanted to have a good life. Lo- you know what I mean? Like, correct. It wasn't our fault, but that's why it happened because of us. Like they want, and uh, so watching how they laid the foundation for their lives, and then creating uh, our, you know, instilling in us to create our own or lay our own foundation Correct. as well. And so, yeah, I mean, my wife and I, we're polar opposites now. Like, we always really have been. I'm extroverted. She's introverted. Um, You know, I like to go do things. She likes to stay home. Um, Mm -hmm. But, and it creates issues and challenges in our lives, right? Because it is what it is. But, you know, one thing that has never crossed my mind is divorce. And that comes from the foundation that my parents laid. You worked through it you work through it. I mean, that's, that's all you've seen. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, death do you part in, in my life is it's real, you know, and it's dedication and it's not easy. And, um, you know, that's, she's a big part of my wealth. Right. And I don't mean that in a money way. I mean, it's, I'm extremely wealthy. I've got a, you know, a wife that loves me. I've got two children that are fantastic kids Great personalities. They do well in school. They they treat others well. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, and then I wouldn't have it without her. You know, and you know, that's I'm a pretty lucky guy.
1: I wish we had a clap button.
0: Here we go. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Hey everybody. Hey,
1: That's what's happening.
0: Wealth, 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 and it's
1: not money. No, no. Like I'm glad, I'm glad you explained that because. Most nine times out of ten, someone says wealth. First, you think oh, millionaire, billionaire. Wealth isn't money; it's happiness. Yeah, stability. Yep, that's what wealth is. And a lot of i give ninety percent of the world don't understand that. Just sad. It is. It is sad. Okay, so, boom, boom, boom. Trouble. Fix yourself. Um. What came after that? You you coached for nine years yep. at a local spot, uh-huh. okay? What happened after that? What took place in your life after that?
0: Well, so I was able to, um, you know, in my professional world, I've been able to build up a pretty significant business. Okay. Uh, okay significant so you're in mortgage did you stay in mortgage yeah i'm yep i'm okay. in the mortgage business uh in 2015 i was given an opportunity to open up my own branch of a company awesome um and when i when i was exploring can, that can we name drop sure it's cherry creek mortgage company 517-481-4532 <laughs> 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 um and, you know, it was funny when we were having that conversation, my wife and I were having that conversation about like, you know, what's the best move for the next step in my career. I told her, said, so one of the things that I really want to do is I want to uh, impact the community. I want to do stuff. Like I don't just want to make money and live our lives and pay our bills and go on vacations and all that stuff. I want to actually impact the families in the community that we, that, that is actually building my business. Correct. So, We started, um, in 2016, 2016 might've been 17. I'd have to, I don't remember the first year it was 2017. We partnered with a group of women who coordinate golf outings and we had our first annual Cherry Creek mortgage golf outing. Awesome. And we came across an organization that is absolutely heartbreaking that it exists, but it's an awesome organization. It's called small talk child assessment center. Okay. And, um, we ended up raising about $12,000 that year for them. First year? First year. Awesome. Uh, and then we partnered with New World Flood, uh, which is a local organization as well, the same year. And we raised, I don't recall the number, but it was somewhere near $20,000. Okay. So in the first year, we um, we raised, you know, thir- 30, $32,000 $32, for local organizations. Local. So if if you were in need, um, the money I raised helps you, right? And that was my goal. And since then, we've had um, four more golf outings. We've raised over a hundred thousand dollars for local organizations. Um, and um, I, you know, I've donated money to local organizations for various things, but most notably the Dewitt. Youth field needed a new scoreboard, so I was able to do that as well because Correct. of, um, you know, because of one the mission that I set out on, mm-hmm. and and two, the community that I I put it in. You know, I mean, that money that I that I was used that I was able to use to buy that for the organization didn't come because, you know, I make widgets and I sell them all over the country. Right. They they were because people trusted me to help them achieve you know the goal of home ownership their dreams their dreams dreams. right correct so that's that's my way of giving back so um and and, as far as the golf outing that's something that we continue to do annually right and the whole key is like i love that
1: what you went to school for first off is children teach so in a way the full circle of donating a scoreboard the youth football organization of the town you live in it's like a full circle of i may not be in my educational field but i'm damn sure still gonna help the children and show them that you can accomplish anything you set your mind and your heart to wealth well
0: i i appreciate that
1: i'm, I'm just just saying yeah give me, Giving you flowers, right? Here in front of you. That's just, I'm just saying. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, it's
0: amazing. Uh, yeah. I, it, it's it's been a wild ride. Um, a lot of people will maybe say, "Oh, I don't really like Wayne." I've heard it. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm just being. Honest. No, that's fair. I've and, heard and, it. And and tell me, you know what? Why? I just want to know why. I know why, but I want to know. Well, like, th- did you ask him?
1: I, a couple people I did.
0: Yeah. Um, and I said a couple. Yeah. It's because uh,
1: outside looking in. Uh-huh. Uh, ah, the way I'm going to explain it is because I always come to defense. Right? This this is not a fair question because right. this, is, this is my guy. Right. So it's not a fair question because I'm like, I ain't his big brother, but I'm the little brother, but I'm the big brother. <laughs> if that makes sense to all y'all out there in the world. It's that they outside looking in you don't talk to everyone uh sometimes you look unapproachable uh and you are direct you speak what you feel and some people just can't take that right or don't understand it um which I actually love it, cause then I can talk the way I want to talk. Right, but like <laughs> some people just don't get it. You're not gonna put on a front just to make somebody feel okay. Yeah. You, are you? Are yeah. You, is, I'm. I mean, I'm, I don't know if, well Yeah. I know you understand. I'm right. just hoping I'm explaining it well. Yeah, yeah, right? I got you. Yeah. For the audience mm-hmm. to understand, as you come as you are, either you're gonna accept me or you're not. And the funny part is, you don't give two shits if you don't. <laughs> that's that's the whole part. Like I honestly, I I do believe when we met, I think we've been friends for good six or seven. Yeah, I would say seven. Yeah, because it's going on y- yeah. I would say seven. Okay, so a good yep. seven. And it was the day on that field when the way you were boom boom boom, and then you look at me, you said something, I said something, and I say I like this dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh huh. But you got some parents right next to me with their nose turned up. Yeah. And I kind of smiled because yeah. I dug it because you spoke to me the way you, it's how I'm going to talk. Mm-hmm. It's how it is.
0: Yeah. And it's funny that I'm. I, that's exactly what I was thinking when I asked you the question, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And um, you know why I, I'm that way? I, I, You're going to tell me. Yeah, so go for, for it. sure. Yeah. <laughs> because in that courtroom, when I was being sentenced, There was three people, four people behind me, five, sorry, sorry, Steve, my brother, my sister, both my parents and my wife, five, five people. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I could have stated that, and I didn't even know that. Right, I'm dead serious. So, so when I think about what I'm saying, or, I mean, I'm always respectful to people. Like, I, oh, I, I didn't say you said no, anything I, rude. No, I know. I want, I want to clarify yes, that. Yes, right. Yeah, he
1: did not yeah. say anything rude. It's yeah. just the way it comes out.
0: Yeah, I, I am respectful to people. I treat people with respect. I, I, I value, um, people's self worth. Like, if you know, I don't ever want to come down on anybody for anything. Like that's just not my nature. I'll walk away first, right? Mm-hmm. Before I start I've, calling someone out their name. I've seen that. Um so that being said, uh I also really don't give a shit if you like me because when I was alone <laughs> there were only 5 people. Two were gone that that came that, that mattered to me. Mm-hmm. Like or that I mattered to for them to go out of their way and see me at my absolute worst. Correct. So when it comes down, like, that is why I am direct, and I really, I, I, I care, but I don't, I care how it makes you feel in the sense that I, I again, I don't want to put anybody in a position to feel bad about themselves, but I don't care how it makes you feel about me.
1: Correct. Let me let me explain something to to the audience mm-hmm. um, Wayne would he would say something to you but the thing that I love about him the most yes I said love don't don't get all bubbly over there thing I love about him the most he could say the most stern statement to you and mean it but this is his next phrase this is what he says such and such such and such bye but let me explain why I'm saying this he says that after everything when he says his statement like I could ask him a question, and I said ask, too. Did you see that? Did mm-hmm. you catch that? Yeah. yeah thanks, bro. <laughs> uh-huh. I could ask a question. Boom. He had come back with a a, a comment. and it, He knows that it's a straight, direct comment. And then it, before you could even say anything, his statement is, let me explain why I said that and the reason why I said it. We just had that conversation a couple months ago. Right. A oh, couple months ago. And before I... Hey, I'm fine with it. I said I'm fine with that. You know what I'm talking uh-huh. about. I said I'm fine with that. It, no, Cam. Let me explain why I said what I said. And I'm going to tell you why. And that's what he does. So a lot of people can't take the straight direct of of, of Wayne Lacey. Mm-hmm. So therefore they can't take it from someone else. They can't take it from da-da-da-da. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the way you deliver it. At times, because you have a straight face. Right. And, you know, sometimes I say stuff to people, that I have a smile, and they be like, oh, okay, da, da, da. But you don't have no damn smile. <laughs> and a straight face, and it's that <laughs> eye-to-eye look. And then, like, oh, shit. Like, is he mad? Is he angry? But you're not. But it's more of a boom. Let me explain why. Right. Then once you justify why you said what you said, hmm, I, I understand. I can see that. But some people aren't built that way. Some people are not built that way. Where it's, oh, I'm cool with that. Yeah, because I value your opinion. Mm-hmm. Some people don't know how to value opinions mm-hmm. or a statement. Real talk. I'm not saying for you to change that. or oh, whatever yeah, right? Because I know he ain't. No, nope. I know he ain't. Too upset. He, lo- he looking at me right now. Like, <laughs> and what's your point, Cam? <laughs> that's that's the look he giving me. Because that's that's him. That's who he is. And you're the type of guy that either you're going to accept me for who I am or I'm going to keep on moving. Real talk. I just wanted to tell you that. Yeah. Well, I, thank I mean, you. But I, I, I dig it. Yeah,
0: and yeah. And that is – I'm glad that you were able to articulate that for others because that's the hard part for me because to explain to people or at least try to um, get people to understand because I, I don't care enough to explain it to them. I know. Right? I mean, it's... I, I,
1: trust me. Yeah. I know.
0: Yeah. I, but the funny thing is, it's 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 funny because in my job, I have to be liked. Facts. Right. And
1: Explain how... Okay. What switch uh, <laughs> turns on or off? Because I know in your job, you have probably some comments that come back or some type of rebuttals or something and you just... I know you probably take a deep breath. <laughs> <sighs> okay, do I be Wayne right now, or who do I be?
0: Um, I think there's a, a different level of accountability first and foremost, right? Okay. Um, uh, when I'm in a personal situation, there's no the only accountability that I have is me, right? Yes. It's like I I can say what I want to say right now, and I can deal with those consequences, or I can walk away, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm working, like first and foremost, I, I'm in a I'm in a position of service. You. Okay. One. And, you. and so when I'm in a position of service, uh, part of serving is to take some of those dumb comments and just brush them aside. Okay. Right. And then, um, I care, I care about what we're doing. This is an important thing that they're going through that I do every single day. Like every single day I'm doing mortgages. Like I buy houses every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and the people that I'm dealing with don't. This might be their first time. So do you
1: put an accountability of their stress level? You're already thinking about. Oh, absolutely. Like, they're thinking and boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So you you're able to, okay. They their their pressure's up. So yeah. they're 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 in their mode. So yeah. okay, that makes sense.
0: Yep. That makes sense. So I, I you know I try to take as little off or as most as much off their plate as I possibly can. Okay. And and third is is it's a relationship business, flat out, mm-hmm. and I enjoy building the relationship, and some of that is my arrogance, right? <laughs> when you meet somebody that you know doesn't want to talk to you, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like when you were a teenager and you met a a young lady, you know, at a dance.
1: Why are you going in your Billy Dee voice <laughs> when you said the young <laughs> a the young lady?
0: lady. <laughs> Um, at a dance and, and you're talking to your homies over in the corner. I said, homies, <laughs> your friends, you, you <laughs> did, you did say homies. So go ahead. When you're talking, Continue, you, you're, you're hanging in the corner with your friends and, um, and you're like, I think I'm going to get that girl's number. And your friends are like, no, bull- bullshit. No, you're not. you ain't got it. And then you're like, yeah, I am. And then you walk over and she's like, no, nah, I'm all set. And you're like, come on. And she's like, no, nah, I'm all set. And finally you're able to do, that's the part of my job that I really really enjoy is the courting of people that don't want to deal with me at first. It's a
1: great choice of words. Yeah. I like that.
0: Yeah. And so when you when you have a standoffish interaction at first and you're able to get that person to you know leave a five-star review and just be so excited. It like nobody will be able to read that review with as, as much excitement as I will, right? Cuz I won. You I did. Won. I did a really good job and I was able to build a relationship. And the funny thing is, is I'm telling you that I think back to how I met my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this will be the last story I tell. Cause we're, we're pushing an hour and I want uh, to keep it. I want to keep it tight, but uh, I'm probably gonna have to break this up into two. But anyway, uh, so when I met my wife is, is 1999, 98, is 1998. I came home 1999. Nineteen ninety nine, I came home from school for the summer and I was out at the bar with some friends and we had a mutual friend. She was working at the bar as like the beer tub girl. Okay. And I'm talking to her, just chatting it up and Patricia comes walking up with her friends and she's all bubbly and doing the thing. And, and she walks away. We didn't even interact. Like we didn't even interact. I didn't, I was just like, I was just looking at her and I said to our friend, I said, Hey, what's what's your friend's name? And she told me and and she's like, But I'm not gonna you ain't Yeah, you ain't messing that You out. ain't you ain't dating her. <laughs> ain't like I'm not that. going no absolutely. So I just said, Whatever. You don't matter. I mean There you go. <laughs> you aren't the one. So uh I ended up seeing her on the dance floor. I approached her and talked to her for a minute, but I was I she put up the wall. You know? Yeah. And uh, so, I, whatever. It is what it is. And then, ironically, like, two nights later, I saw her out at a local pub where, you know, I was with a friend. We were having cocktails. She was on a date mm. with another dude. Oh, okay. And he went to the restroom. What'd you do? Swooped in. How quick? Real quick. What'd you say? I said, hey. I said, um, can I get your phone number? And she says, no. I'm on a date. I said, I know you are. But and that's a date. It's a date. I said, but. Um, he's either gonna come out of the bathroom and see me talking to you, or I'll have your phone number at my table, and he won't know anything. Mm. And she's like, "Okay." And she gives me her number, right number, R- the right number. Was uh-huh. her cell phone too? It was right when cell phones were not. She had a Nextel. She no, she had a Nokia. Oh, that little green one. That Yeah, I know that one. So I get her number. I go, <laughs> I go back to my the table with my boy. <laughs> And he comes back and sits down and I called her. That's dope. <laughs> I called her. That's dope. She pick up. Oh no. She sent me the voicemail. Okay. So I called her again <laughs> and she sent me the voicemail again. And and I could see the look on her face cause she's looking at me over his shoulder, you know? And, uh, anyway, long story short, I got her to go out with me. Uh, we went on our first date and then she ended up getting me in to the club on his guest list. Oh, wow. That was fun. Oh, wow. Uh, and then uh, she ended up not, you know, going out with him. I think she went out with him, like, one more time while we were just getting to know each other. And
1: That was a thank you for getting us in
0: the club. Pretty much. That's what that, that's what that was. Right. But it was just funny because she wanted nothing to do with me at, like, the first two, three times we interacted. And it, then. It,
1: it, it, it looked now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. Went
1: through your lowest times.
0: Yeah. She's my rock, man. That's what's up. So. But uh, so yeah, I'm gonna wrap up this episode. Uh Cam, yeah, we, gotta, we gotta have a part two. Yeah, we're just getting to the the middle of
1: Wayne Lacy. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Cam, thanks for coming in and doing thanks this for, for me. me. I appreciate thanks it for having me. So, uh, so yeah, check us out. Uh, Cam's episode is up as well. Um, I think we're gonna have a part two with him on there too, because there's a lot more I'd like to talk about with him. Oh Jesus! And uh, if you wanna partake in an episode with what you're talking about with Wayne you You can hit my email at lacy1wa at yahoo.com and uh, we'll get you on so thanks for tuning in and tune in next time thank you